Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, lads and lasses, and welcome back to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. And if you're wondering why I'm talking in an over-the-top Geordie accent, you'll find out in a little bit. My name is Cliff, and hello. Um, hello, I'm Brett. How's it going? <laughs> I'll read Bonnie, lad. Um, we'll stop doing that now. Eh? <laughs> uh, you're almost unrecognisable there, and you're still in the shadows. Uh-huh, as ever. I like that. That's where I, I live in the shadows. But I can um, see but yes, the, I've, I've, the sliver the of gone. sunlight from the curtains is bouncing mm-hmm. off your gleaming chin. It is, yes. I've, I've, I decided I was looking decidedly old, and uh, <laughs> I went. I went to see me dad, and he went, "You look like Kenny Rogers." He didn't call you a lover, man, did he? He didn't know. He said, I look old. So as soon as my dad's telling us I look old, I think it's time to shave it off. So I think the good thing is, I don't think mm-hmm. parents like it when your hair gets too long or your beard mm-hmm. gets too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the good thing is, once you shave it off, everybody's like, shit, you look like about 10 years younger. So... Well, in fact, uh, Lisa's mom said that exact same thing was, you look 10 years younger. So... <laughs> It was, it's almost as if you were in the room there, Cliff. So that's exactly what happened. You look specifically 29 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which can only be a good thing. Definitely. Yeah. I, take. I can't remember what I was doing when I was 29, but probably wasn't good. Yeah. What else has happened so, uh, with you? Nothing. Nothing uh, at all. Just the same, same You've old stuff. You've been out. You've seen your dad. You hadn't seen him for months. Right. That was good. Yeah. I, I, I saw me mom and me dad and uh, I dispensed with the two meter rule and give them a big hug and all that. I'll probably be in prison for that. But they all dead. So that, that was all dead. So that, that was nice. It was nice to see them and still. Where did you meet? In a, uh, in a neutral location? Um, no. Oh, you don't want to say to you in case the the feds are listening. They're going to get us, aren't they? I'm going to be accused of all kinds of stuff, spreading viruses and things like that. Just just, just at at my mum's front door. Apart from the stuff we're going to talk about, have you been watching anything new or good on the telly at the moment? Um, No. What I've been doing is is just sort of digging out my old DVDs, my Blu-rays and stuff like like that. And I've been on a bit of an Al Pacino journey recently. Uh, I watched Scent of a Woman for the first time. Oh, Have you seen that? For the first time? 
For the first time, yeah. Amazing. I mean, it, Al Pacino is class in that film. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but the storyline with that student is just ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's not stupid. a very good film. <laughs> it's not a very good film, but and it's like... Is that the beginning uh-huh. of Al Pacino being like the most over-the-top actor of all time? I think it Maybe might it's be. All, it's all the hoo-ha think, and all yeah. that, isn't it? He's just shouting all the time. He just shouts. I, I, mean, I don't think he said anything quietly for the, the, uh-huh. any years after that. The, the, there's a big like court scene type thing in a, a yeah. in a university at the end. It's yeah. just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> They're trying He's to like get this kid to stick around. He's like <laughs> <come out laughs> over the top tapping the stick, isn't he? It's like, <laughs> This kid saw some people set up a prank for a teacher and the teacher has gone, well, if you don't tell us who it was, you're going to be expelled. And uh, that's the idea. And Al Pacino was like, he's there sort of, you know, trying to make sure that this kid doesn't get... <laughs> it's just stupid, ridiculous. It wouldn't happen. So what else you watched, Scent of a Woman? Um, what else? I've, I've watched uh, Godfather 1 and 2. Um, I've watched what else have I watched? Um, not three, no, I haven't watched it yet. I I've never it, watched I've, it, and everybody hates it. Everybody hates mm-hmm. it, but I mean, it can't be terrible, can it? It might be crap in comparison so. to the other two, but surely, yeah. like on its own merits, it's not going to be a terrible film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody seems well, to I'm, think I'll so. watch it. I'll I've never it. seen it. Yeah, I travelled to Sicily to go to the, uh-huh. not specifically, but I went to the opera house where there's a big scene. Right. So I've done that, but I never bothered watching the film. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it. I watch Scarface as well. Um, and what's the one where he's the Puerto Rican gangster? I forgot what it's called. What's class? Carlito's Way. Aye, Carlito's Way. It's good, isn't it? I so, like that one. Uh, what you've been watching then? Anything? Well, I've been watching uh, this horror series. We've talked about my dislike of horror, The Haunting of Hill House. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yes, seen I have. I watch it with uh, Wallace. It's good, isn't it? Well, I've just watched the first episode. I was like into, enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Second episode, it's like the most tra- it's traumatizing. It's not. <laughs> but isn't that what horror is supposed to be? A little bit. I know, but it wasn't like exciting or anything. It was just. She's uh-huh. she's cutting open and embalming the body of her dead sister. Like yeah, that's, no. that's the it's, entire it's episode. Weird. Like uh-huh. fucking hell. Apart from <laughs> little kittens that are dying. Like shit, <laughs> give us a fucking uh-huh. break. So I had to watch something funny after that. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd uh, say it's it's Mike Flanagan. I think who does that? Who did uh, Doctor Sleep? So oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Huh? Well, I like Doctor Sleep, but you'll not never watch it, will you? No, I won't. Should we get on to what we're going to talk about? Well, hold on, because I've got... I, I don't, have I ever told you, Cliff, about the old woman? Oh, go on. I don't think I've told you about the old woman, have I? Mean, I? Probably not, because it's probably a lie. But go on. It's not, it's not a lie. It's not a lie, honestly. It was uh, a couple of years ago, this. It, it was uh, freezing. I was shopping, and there was, this, uh, there was this old woman outside of a, a shop with her bags and stuff, and she was, she was like, shivering and... Oh, I wish I had a lift, right? So I says, I says to her, well, I'll, I'll give you a lift, being a good Samaritan and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I take out of my car and she's getting frail. I mean, sitting talking in the car, she said she was like 90. I can't remember what her name was or anything like that. I says, I, I hope you know where you live and all that. She says, yeah. I know where I live. She took us to a couple <laughs> of the wrong second. places. I hope, I hope you know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound a little bit threatening. Well, I was nice anyway. So 
I'm driving anyway, and we'll eventually find where she lives, and she's got uh, a, a shop, and then I get the shop, and then I, I put it, like, at the front step of our house, or the front door of our house, because I didn't want to go in a house, you know what I mean? I, I didn't even know the woman or whatever. Uh-huh. So I, I did that, and uh, I, I drive off, so I'm, I'm feeling quite happy with myself, obviously, you know, for being a good Samaritan and, uh-huh. and doing a good thing. But then as I'm driving home, I'm thinking, shit, what what if she like just collapses and dies? Do you know what I mean? Just after I've been there, so what, I, like, I would... hang on, what because you might get the blame, <laughs> or right, because exactly. you are just worried about her. Well, both I think they're going to dust for prints and be like, <laughs> maybe like you know, I would I would have been the last person to, to see her into a house or whatever. Would people have really believed that I was Brett, the nice guy, just? Giving her a lift, so I'm me mind's racing, thinking, Christ, you know, what, what if something happens? So anyway, a couple of days go by, and I forget about it, and then there's a knock on the door, and it's the police. <laughs> this is true, right? It is. It is, and it, the police say, "Oh, is that your car?" And I, I says, uh, "I says, well, yeah, it's my car." And they says, "Well, well, come, we'll come in and have a chat." And uh, this is, uh, the police says, we've had suspicions that you've been aiding and abetting somebody in a crime, right? And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> what have I done? Do you know what I mean? Apparently this old woman, right, is a serial shoplifter, right? <laughs> so she, she goes around the shops. Obviously, she's a klepto. She might have a, a few sort of screws missing or whatever out there. And she just goes is around making stuff. That real and she thing? had done that on that day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so she had been like around the shops nicking stuff, and obviously the, the CCTV cameras and stuff like that have, have caught her doing it, and they've caught me giving her a lift and driving her off. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, if that's a mo, surely they know <laughs> that you've been tricked. Like you must have done that well, before. I think they've just got to follow it up. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously the the shop have reported it as a mm. a crime, so they had to, yeah, I explained what had happened and, and what had gone on. And obviously, the police believed us. They didn't uh, they didn't charge us for anything. But yeah, that's what happened. But I did actually think that she had died or whatever when the police came. So that's the story. If only she had. If she would have got, she would have got her just dessert. <laughs> I thought we weren't allowed to mention that anymore. No, say the catchphrase. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so, so that's what happened. about the police? I've always meant to ask you. Mm-hmm. You used to work for the police, and yeah. one, I've got no idea how you ever got that job, and two, no, neither do still I. don't understand what the job was. I'm sure at the time you said it was like looking after lost property or evidence. Yeah, or I was. It was. So what well, it was when I left school, um, it was a YTS, which is a youth training scheme. Okay. That's what it is. And what they would do, they would, it was for Northumbria Police and would put you on sort of secondments to different parts of the police. So for six months, you'll be, I don't know, an admin officer somewhere. And then for six months, you'll be somewhere else. Um, one of them was like the property store and stuff like that, where all the, you know, when people are arrested, uh, they get their belongings and their clothes oh. and things like that taken off them, and that's where the um, all that stuff goes. So I worked in there, and I was only 
16, 17 at a time, but I, I was having to get sort of cut as in that and sign for evidence and all. It was I keep proper responsibility and, and things, you know what I mean? I give criminals that, their belongings back at okay. the Gilbridge Police Station and so on. So, and, and then I worked in the courts after that, so that's what it was. Just like a succumbent. Did thing. you lose your job because you phoned in sick too many times? No, no, the, 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 it was just a training scheme that ended after two years. So, okay. No, so no, that wasn't nothing to do with a swarm of bees? No, no, no. I've never, I've never been dismissed in my life. <laughs> Ever. I've, I've always left just before they're going to sack us. I'm going to revisit that swarm of bees story because I know it's something that went on with a swarm of bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the flies. That that was when I was attacked by flies. That's what that was. <laughs> no, no, that was when I was working at uh, at T-Mobile. That when oh, I was attacked yeah, yeah. by flies. It was next to the farm, and the the dude. I know where it was. The... I remember everything about it, but I thought it was bees, not flies. <laughs> no, no, it was it was flies. I was covered in flies head to toe. No, so I, I mean, you don't have to keep pretending now. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not pretending. It's true. <laughs> There's no pretense here, Cliff. It's true. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about two shows. Um, one of them was suggested to us by one of our Twitter followers by the name yep. of Arbroath Mackham. Um, uh-huh. So... We decided to give it a go, The Tomorrow People, which I thought I had seen before, and I haven't, mm-hmm. but I've realized what I got it mixed up with by virtue of watching the other show we're going to talk about. Right. I so the, the, Tomorrow People was, the Tomorrow People was an ITV program from mm-hmm. 1973 to 1979. So it's like that, the, the next stage of, of human evolution, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're like the British X-Men. That's basically what they are. <laughs> but they're all, teen- <laughs> they're all teenagers. Uh-huh. Well, in the X-Men, the, 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 you, you get your superpowers when you're a teenager. Yeah. It's all puberty and shit, isn't it? Puberty and shit, yeah. It's <laughs> about the time I, I wished I could have had superpowers, but I didn't. Oh. So, but you did get pubes, so. did, yes. Yeah, so that, that is a kind of superpower, isn't it? <laughs> I also had the ability to eject semen at a long distance. <laughs> <laughs> Which, unfortunately, I, I no, no longer have that. <laughs> oh, well, that seems to leave you, doesn't it, as you get older? <laughs> I'm a measure. I don't know. I haven't measured. <laughs> I don't think I've actually measured, but, uh, yeah. But it's noticeably so, sorry. less than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a damn squib now. I don't even need... Before... <laughs> don't, what did you say? A damn squid? Damp. <laughs> <laughs> but whereas before I could shut doors and that with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Had you seen the Tomorrow People before? <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about again? <laughs> Get with the program, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about the Tomorrow People. Yes. Weren't we? So yeah, it's like the next stage of, uh, of human evolution. And that's what it is. So that, like you've just said, they've got different abilities and, and things like that, and they can, they can teleport, can't they? But it's yeah. called jaunting. That's what they call it. I mean, it doesn't need to be called that, does it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Stephen King reference there, if you want, Cliff. Is you, don't, do, you don't want it. No, I'll tell us. Well, I'm interested now. Right, well, it's a short story by Stephen King, which is my favourite one, called The Jaunting, which is okay. about teleportation as well. 
Sure. Did he? So did he copy off this, or is John something to do with it? Like, is it well known? I don't know. I don't know. I've got oh, no idea. Hell, I thought you might have looked into it a bit further. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the seventies. I mean, this is seventy-three. So Curry would have been out seventy-three. So I doubt. Uh, maybe it's just a happy coincidence or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. So I I'll ask you again: Have you seen this before, or was this the no. first time? I haven't seen this before, but I might have seen the one that was in the 90s because it's been remade two other times, I think, hasn't it? it was, yeah, it was remade I saw in, that. The, in the 90s. Yeah, and, and then a little bit later in America, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I remember the 90s one. I, thought, watching it. I can't remember it. Like, I genuinely thought when people say the Tomorrow People, it was the boy from space, which is a look and read thing, um, mm-hmm. which you might remember from when we were kids, it was that blonde kid in a blue suit. Yeah. It was all, it was, that used to really freak me out. Um, uh, and I always thought that was the Tomorrow People, but having done a bit of research for this show, um, mm-hmm. I've realized that it's not. So I hadn't never seen it until we watched it. And then we watched the wrong episode. Mm-hmm. Episode one of series two first, and we yes. didn't realize we'd watched the wrong one. And then went back yeah. and watched the first one. Um, uh-huh. I enjoyed the one from series two more, even though I didn't yeah. really know the background. I, you can pick it up quite easy, I guess. Um, yeah, you can. It was that little bit better in terms of... Yeah, it was good. I mean, I... I think the story's good. I think uh, everything it's about it's good, premise. apart from the acting and the, uh, and the sex. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's that kind of 70s thing, isn't it? Of, of uh, low-budget sort of British sci-fi, isn't it? The acting's always a bit shaky and Certainly, the the sets are as well, but the ideas <laughs> it's it's clever idea, isn't it? I mean, the X Men and stuff like that is is massive, isn't it? The other thing that that that's interesting as well is that is that they can't kill people. Did you see that? That's so they can't the kill people, and they can't be killed. I don't. I think they can be killed um, because can, in the can they? First episode, she says it leaves were very vulnerable. I think they can be killed, but they can't deliberately kill other people. So I think that's what Okay, it is. I didn't realize I, I missed that. I just got that bit when uh, in the first episode, when Stephen, who goes on to become the main youngster, uh, mm-hmm. first becomes one, and the lass is telling him about uh, what it entails. He uh-huh. says, uh, But what if someone wages war against us? Yeah, <laughs> and says, we can't do anything about it. Like that's it, we're uh-huh. available. So I don't know. No, no, no. I, I didn't get that. I didn't get the the sort of that unbeatable or immortal or whatever or invulnerable. Lots of eyes for that one. <laughs> but no, no. They can be killed, but they can't deliberately kill. All right. People. I think that goes hand in hand with the sort of like you know the human evolution thing that they're almost. Better versions of yeah. humans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to say what the like what the setup is then? Well, in the fir- well in the, in the proper first episode anyway um, that that we're we're talking about. Um, there's, there's a young man called Stephen, and it starts off with him. It's sort of like in a, in a marketplace, and he's hearing loads and loads of different voices at the mm. same time. Mm-hmm. And he collapses, mm-hmm. um, and we, we get to know um, that he's breaking out. I think that's what they call it yeah, when he, the the, he gets his yeah, he gets his abilities. And these people, um, I think there's three of them called the Tomorrow People. They are sort of 
watching him while he's breaking out and what they're trying to do is sort of get him through. Yeah. It's quite a traumatic sort of experience. Mm -hmm. Help him through it, yeah. And then hopefully sort of speak to him and, and sort of explain what's happening to him and then he'll become one of the tomorrow people. So yeah. that's what it is. It's funny, um, isn't it? Like, they've got seven hours or he dies. <laughs> seven <laughs> hours, yeah. I don't know why seven hours. <laughs> but yeah. So they've got to get home within seven hours. But while this is happening, there's, there's also two other kind of strange thugs who are also yeah. watching this process yeah, as well. Yeah, they're funny. They're like... Uh, yeah. Because it's early 70s, isn't it? So they're kind of like uh-huh. s- slid, kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, big sideboards and... Uh-huh. Kind of heavy biker type, hairy type, yeah, uh, uh-huh. uncouth and a bit lumbering and stuff like that. Whereas the tomorrow yeah. people are portrayed as being a little bit more suave, like they're more, mm-hmm. their outfits are a bit nicer. And the yeah. tomorrow people live in this weird kind of I don't know what it is. It's a, it's like a, I think it's, it's like a base in, in the London underground, yeah, I, I know, think. but it looks like kind of like on Doctor Who when they go to the TARDIS or whatever. It's like a, yeah, a base it's, that is somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which is but, all very futuristic. Always got to go, you know, somewhere to go back to, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? They've, they've always got to have something like that. Sci-fi, so haven't they? my like question the is, cave. yeah, my mm-hmm. question is, Stephen, when he becomes uh-huh. a tomorrow person, does he just never mm-hmm. go back home again? Do these kids now live in that place? Yeah, there's a part because I, I watched a, um, a few episodes after this. Is a part where the tomorrow people are trying to speak to his parents and, and say to his parents that he is one of these sort of people and they refuse to believe that. So yeah, they said that. Yeah. Like she said, he said, well, what I, I love this kid's voice. It's, a, it's like, he it, it really grits on us. This guy. Um, <laughs> I just, he's, he's the way, his way of talking just like winds uh-huh. it up, but he's like, so what happens now? And they're like, well, we'll talk to your parents and tell them that basically you're a fucking weird future boy and you're going to come and live with us. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm not sure whether we'll go for that. <laughs> I know. It, it, was, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? That, that Stephen. He's, he was in a, I looked on his IMDB thing and he's in a, a good film called It Could Happen to You. You got any idea what that film's about? Um, no, it seems like it rings a bell, but I think I'm thinking of the uh, the film with McFly and Lindsay Lohan. Right. Well, no, this right. is a film about sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> from 1976. <laughs> so that sounds good, doesn't it? So I, I mean, I, he's a I'm not, I mean, he's a handsome chap, and I, I would pin him oh, as a yes. top shagger for the 70s. Yeah. I would imagine so. Uh, he's got good he's, hair, hasn't he? He's got great hair. He probably, uh-huh. I don't know whether he looks older than he is or he's just older than the part he's playing. Um, yeah. But he's got, he's got the clobber. He's got he good has. hair. Um, he's uh-huh. obviously, I mean, he's obviously a TV star. So he's, he's uh-huh. already gotten in with the birds, <laughs> as I think they would call it in the 70s. It's all quite, uh, it's, I don't think it's going to get taken off UK TV or anything anytime soon, but it's all a bit like, yeah. uh, all right, love. And all of that kind of shit, isn't it? Like it's it's quite dated in that. Aye, well, the buddies are a, a bit like that, aren't they? The buddies are cockneys, and the um, the goodies are very prim and proper English-speaking gents, aren't they? Yeah, I don't like, like, like uh, John. I don't like him one bit. 
No, I was a bit wary of John. I'm like. wary of John. He's taking children under his wing. He is. <laughs> he's breaking them out. He's breaking them out. It's just, and he's, I don't, he's got a line in roll neck sweaters that I'm not comfortable with. Um, <laughs> and the mysterious Tim, I don't really understand Tim behind the scenes. The robot, yeah, it's like, like a computer. Yeah, it's a computer, like a isn't it? Hal type or whatever. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of that either. <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean, I enjoyed, it was all. It was. It's a good idea. Um, like yeah. you've just said, you know that, that we watched by accident because on YouTube it was mistakenly sort of labelled the the first episode. Just like so what happened with Funhouse. <laughs> yeah, no, that was completely different. <laughs> that was the old mistake. <laughs> but so we watched season two, episode one, and I, I like you. I enjoyed that one. But I, I even that though one this was is. Great. Yeah, it was. It was a clever idea about a drone that sort of encapsulated heaven and hell. And when it encapsulated hell, all the kids, because it was set in a classroom, just behaved ter- terribly and started kneeing this poor lad in the head. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good oikes in that one as well. The, uh, there, was. there was a cockney lad and there was a good Scottish guy who had like no front teeth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He was he was good. The bad lads were quite funny in that one. I really enjoyed that bit of it. Um, and Stephen's in there going, uh-huh. "Well, this is some." I, I don't know why he's equated with David Bowie in my mind. This is something they do with the tomorrow people. I think he talks more the... like David Bowie in the second series. And I've read that little that little fact about yeah. it. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. The about link the... isn't there because yeah. Basically, what they say when they explain what the tomorrow people are is they say, "No, so uh, you know, people are Homo sapiens." Um, we're uh-huh. homo superior, um, yeah. which is also in the Pretty Things by David Bowie. Um, yeah. And that came about because the maker of this show, maker, that's the technical term, uh, Roger, Price. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Price was in a TV studio, a Granada TV or something like that, or Thames TV, this was made at, um, with uh-huh. David Bowie when he was on a show um, in the early 70s. And they got uh-huh. talking about that phrase and one of them turned it into a tv show and one of them turned it into a line in a song it's quite cute mm-hmm. a nice little fact it's good yeah, um, it's did you read anything fun. else about roger price um i did, couldn't find a lot about him to be honest um just the the sort of normal fair isn't it like uh jack and ori and stuff like that he also made oh. um a show that will not ever Stop me from laughing when I think about it. I say it. He—he's right. the man behind the TV show Pauline's Quirks. <laughs> Pauline's Quirks. Uh-huh. Is it about Pauline Quirk? Oh, do, you, do you not know about it? It was she no. was like a child actress. It's about the same time as this, like a child. Birds of a feather. But birds of a feather's yeah. Pauline Quirk was uh-huh. like a teenage child star. She had her own kind of variety show and comedy show called Pauline's Quirks. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, watch it. I, I was going to mention to do it for, for one of these episodes because uh, uh-huh. like it's, just, it's bizarre, but it's kind of very, very 70s kind of youth TV. Yeah. Um, there's a band Weird. called Flintock who are the house band who are a bit uh-huh. like a bad fingery kind of band uh, right. I play at the beginning of the shows. And one of them is in this, um, in this, in the Tomorrow People. Uh, All right. So there's a few of that kind of stuff. Yeah, isn't she in The Elephant Man as well? Pauline Quirk. I think she is, you know, I think is she's... She? 
yeah, I think she's one of like the the people out the pub who um, Boone takes to the um, <laughs> Elephant Man's room. I'm sure oh, I could be. Why I could is be wrong. David Lynch doing this film with like? <laughs> like Boone and Pauline Quirk and I've like... got no idea. It works. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? It works. Uh, Quirk. Hey, it's it is crazy. <laughs> but I'm sure she is. Sure she is. Ring the bell anyway. Yeah, quite the career, hasn't she? The the uh-huh. presenter of our own show, Pauline's Quirks. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> in the pub with the Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. The the unattractive one out of the two in Birds of a Feather. That's not my opinion. That was how the show was portrayed. And then a, a murderous and a gritty ITV drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I, was, I think Birds of a Feather is back. Uh, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Because uh, I, I, I was put the TV on the other day. I was scanning through the channels. I saw Birds of a Feather and I was like, surely they're not. I know times are uh-huh. tough and they're just putting the same old shite on. And yeah. then I was like, oh, no, well, it's like now. So she's like kind uh-huh. of thin in it. Um, and put the other the Leslie Joseph one, the mm-hmm. the harlot or whatever she was meant to be. Uh-huh. She was old then when it was on in like the <laughs> early nineties. She was, she, but she looks the same now. So uh-huh. maybe she wasn't old then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to enjoy Birds of the Feather. It was one of them that everyone used to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I, I don't know why fun. I enjoyed it. No, me too. I used to like it. uh, It probably was not like meant for like 10 year old boys, but I used to love it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's exactly who used to watch it. (laughs) Isn't it? Is it Dorian? Is that her name? Dorian. Dorian, yeah. She was. I remember there was one episode where she sang Like a Virgin, and it was funny because she was meant to be a bit of a slag. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one as well. She was always in spandex and that, wasn't she? Uh huh. And like uh-huh. lemon print and stuff like that. Anyway, we're not uh-huh. doing a podcast about birds with feather, though. It's like we've got more to talk about with that than most of the things that we've chosen. <laughs> we see now, don't we? What on earth and what what secret guilty pleasures here? Don't we? No such yep. thing as a guilty pleasure, man. Back to the tomorrow, people. Anyway, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, good idea. And well, obviously, I loved that second episode we watched. I agree. Yeah. Uh huh. I thought that was that was really good, and obviously, I mean, for it to be remade twice, it's obviously got you know quite a following in that, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. I read um, that uh, in America, the, it was on Nickelodeon or something, and the Americans really, and it was this one as well. It was this version of okay. it. The Americans loved it, and oh, that's wow. why they made the the newer one, um, okay. the more recent one. So quite big yeah, for a, a TV series that lasted for six years. Like that's like a kids' TV uh-huh. show. Quite scary yeah. for kids, so we haven't touched upon it. I know one of the things when you mention it to people or people talk about it is that um, it's like they're freaked out by the memories of it or it's quite it's mm-hmm. quite traumatizing. I think that's probably down to the credits and the yeah. tune as much as the other stuff, mm-hmm. um, as much as the actual show, because I think they are absolutely superb. The, yeah, they are. The credit, the credit sequence... And the theme tune are amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. some bits in the show that keep popping up that are the same kind of trippy visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's your man, um, Doctor Who man, who does the theme tune. Is it? Oh, I, don't, I don't know if he wrote the original Doctor Who theme tune, but it's a guy called Dudley Sippen or something like that. Um, right. Uh-huh. And he did the music on Doctor Who throughout the 60s and stuff as well. So. Right. 
Well, uh, one of the yeah. best theme tunes ever. Very hell, like it? it's different, but you can kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, that it's influenced by it. I think. Uh-huh. It's it's the Doctor Who's just like the the kind of theme tune that you could just put on over and over again in a London pub. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, people will love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Um, what it, what are the big belts about? Big belts. Yeah, the John's got a big belt in the second. Oh, that's series. what makes them jaunt. I think the 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 thing on the belt. Uh huh. Does that that's mean what makes that them the, teleport? It can't be the thing that makes them teleport because that's the powers, right? I think it amplifies the powers. So I, um, I, for me, I, I thought it, it, it might be the thing that like brings them back to where they're meant to go, rather than like a home and right. kind of thing. I don't Possibly. know. Just know it's like because John rocks up at the school in that second episode that we watch, and he's got uh-huh. his like cream roll neck sweater on and his flares and stuff, and then just mm-hmm. this massive futuristic belt. <laughs> like, <laughs> it yeah. looks weird. You're not blending it in. It does look weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, uh, but uh, that's what I got from it anyway. I know. I thought the, the teacher it. in that second one was great, called Elizabeth yeah. Adari. Um, yeah. She's from Newcastle as well, which was good when I looked that up. That's nice. Yeah, very um, sexy woman. Yeah, she was like, uh, there was something about her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought she was really good in it because she, it turns out she's like, she's a student teacher. So she's uh-huh. a little bit older, but she has the powers. So that the, the yeah. part of that, pro, that episode is that she, they know that she's got, the powers and Steven's in a class and they try and get her. So John comes mm-hmm. down to convince her and he keeps popping up in front of her in corridors and freaking her yeah. out. Uh, uh-huh. To the point that she breaks out and, uh, and disappears. She jaunts, yeah, she jaunts without the use of that uh, yeah. sort of gadget on a belt. John, obviously... John says, this is what he says, <laughs> she's jaunted indiscriminately and out of control. Without any idea how to do it or where she's going. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, mate. Fucking hell, talk about exposition. <laughs> all right, mate. <laughs> John's an absolute tit. Got, like, he, spent, <laughs> he spent too long in the underground. <laughs> he, he has. He's, well, the, he is uh, a homo superior, so I think yeah, it's gone to his head, hasn't it? Well. I'll it's definitely leave, gonna I'll be said John's head. <laughs> and and he can just jaunt off and go swim in the Bud- yeah, Bahamas. No, he's like he's got he? these trunks on and a little uh-huh. fucking rum and coke. <laughs> he's always and got rum and coke. Back, he's like, Where oh John, where have you been today? <laughs> he's like, just in the Caribbean, mate. Having a fucking rum and coke <laughs> while you've been at school learning uh-huh. about pin. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good bit where he's talking about his teacher, though, and he's saying, well, why can't you get through to your teacher? And he says, well, everything's set up so that I can't communicate with her properly or what have you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think like the, the program touches on stuff like that and, and reading what other, yeah. some of the other programs or episodes are about. Yeah. It's like devil worship and crazy stuff there's like that. Like so Nazi there's a lot of horror elements. Ah, yeah, uh-huh. so... I think that's why kids of a certain age will remember it have been scared by it or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you touched on, you know, important things. So, I don't think yeah, either of these I, episodes... I like them. I, I like Sorry. It. I don't think either of these episodes were scary, but they were creepy, that's for sure. That, uh, the one with the picture. The, yeah, the one with was, the picture was. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. was... Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, 
I think yeah. it was good. I can see why it was scary. I can see why people still remember it. That's for sure. Not just because it's been mm-hmm. remade. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I would, I would, I genuinely wanted to watch more when I watched that second one, but I couldn't because we had to watch something else because we decided to do two shows in this one. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. So the, uh, the next one, yeah, is a, a fantastic thing, which is mega nostalgic for me and you. I think, considering yeah. we watched this at school. Yeah, um, it was Jordy Racer, <laughs> which was. Uh, which it was a kind of educational program, like I've just said, that we watched at school. Yeah. Um, it was for Look and Read, um, mm-hmm. which was uh, a brilliant thing that I always remember. It, it, it was so it helped you to spell, it helped you to sort mm-hmm. of pronounce words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There was some great songs in there. Can you remember? Magic, magic Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> can you remember that? If it wasn't turned into a rave song, it should have been. <laughs> I'm sure I will have been. <laughs> uh-huh. The Magic E Wizard and stuff like uh-huh. that. So and there it was, was an builder, educational thing. The builder yeah. guy putting bricks together, that was like different um, parts of words. And uh-huh. I don't know what they made. If you added a, a, a uh-huh. TH on the beginning of something, this that's how it was pronounced. Yeah. So if it was great. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was Look it and was. Read was a, an educational show that ran for years and years and years and years. Um, mm-hmm. And it turned, it came out of another show that was similar in the 50s and 60s, I think. And then in the mm-hmm. 80s, Look and Read was born. Um, and yeah, so it was all of these kind of educational segments. But yeah, were kind of around like a, story, a drama, yeah. like a, that yeah. series had a different drama in. And I remember yeah. a few of them. There was the fairground one, I remember, although I can't really remember the story of that. I remember mm-hmm. Badger Girl. <laughs> Badger Girl. Badger Girl. I can't, re- <laughs> I can't remember that one, but I can remember the, the boy from space, which is what you were talking Terri- about. Absolutely terrifying. I mean, why the fuck oh, that before. was shut to school? I did kids. try to find it on... <laughs> I know, I'll try to find it on YouTube and it's, it's unfortunate it's not on it YouTube not? for some I'm gonna reason. I'm going to try, I'm going to see no. if I can find it somewhere because I yeah. need, it was fucking awful. It was Absolute, terrifying? It was just that like kind of Aryan, uh, uh-huh. like uh, what they're called when, when you're all white-haired and stuff. <laughs> I think you are right with the Aryans, you know, like yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, and they just like silently walked after kids as they run away, didn't they? That seemed to be. Do you mean albino? That's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> well, they would have had red eyes, obviously, so that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but that was that was like. I mean, I can't remember much about it. I remember the the kid that played um, the boy from space. Um, and he did look like an alien. I mean, it's no way slight on the on the the fella. He did strange looking guy, wasn't he? But uh, and he had like an older fella that I always thought was his dad or whatever. That was basically aye, in a trench coat or something. We looked the same, didn't he? He was more sinister. I think he was trying to blend in. Yeah. So I can't remember much about that. But the the one that does stick in my head is this one, Jordy Racer. Probably because we're from the northeast of England and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I was and talking just, to, uh, I messaged one of the mates yesterday, uh, Colin might be listening, I hope he is, he says he does, uh-huh. um, and I said, uh, oh sorry mate, I've, I'll message you back later, I'm about to watch Jordy Racer, and he just replied saying, uh-huh. I'm confused, and I was like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah Jordy Racer, it's a, it's a show from an educational TV show. From the 80s, uh-huh. 1988, so he would have only been two, so fair enough. We were seven. Right. Uh, we got shown it in school, uh-huh. 
it's on Look and Read where they taught you how to spell, but this was a show based in Newcastle about running, pigeon fancying, yeah. and some wow. men doing dirty deeds. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, that was pretty good, crack on. I was like, <laughs> but I think at it the time, what we wouldn't have realized at the time is that mm-hmm. we lived in the Northeast and these were Geordies and we were watching that show about them. But there was people around uh-huh. the country that were watching it and they weren't uh-huh. from the Northeast and they weren't Geordies. It made sense to us. So it was, uh-huh. I don't think we realized that it was unusual that this was about where we're from. Yeah. Um, and other people around no, the no, country would have been thinking, did. what the fuck's this weird accent going uh-huh. on here? <laughs> well, they, they, they go to various pains to sort of try and explain um, things about yeah, people from the northeast. Do, For yeah. example, Stotties. There's a, quite an ex- <laughs> there's a lot of exposition, isn't there, where they, they definitely are explaining. If somebody says uh-huh. something and then something else pops up <laughs> where they talk about it. Uh-huh. And I mean, the, the accents that, that they used are, even though... Obviously, a lot of the actors are from the northeast of England. It's sort of slightly overdone, isn't it? I would say accents. it's a bit over the top. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're very I mean, Geordie, it, it's slang they? and everything, isn't it? Yeah, every yeah. word is, I mean, is, it, is the local <laughs> word for it. It is. Uh-huh. But, and, and the guy that wrote it as well, Christopher Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, uh, did you read anything about him? Quite a serious, done a lot of serious work. Um, if I did, EastEnders. okay, okay, I didn't write anything down about him. I think I got, uh, I stopped looking into the people behind the show when I got to uh, mm-hmm. Mickey Stone, but we'll talk about him in a bit. Yeah, uh, well, well, so I've, pro- I've probably wrote down the same thing about <laughs> that person, yeah, um, as you, Christopher Russell did uh, the bill, um, stuff okay. like that, uh, EastEnders, so lots of kind of gritty, serious kind of, yeah, stuff. and this you is I mean? actually, isn't it like this isn't. Again, not it's not usual kids' TV fair. Kids I don't stuff, think. yeah. Uh huh. It's um, not. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's about anyway. It's about a kid called Spuggy, right? Who has a, a dog, and uh, what's happening is his family are doing the Great North Run, basically. Yeah. But Spuggy doesn't like um, jogging. <laughs> he doesn't see the point. <laughs> it was- Honestly, I loved it so Does much. He? I loved it. There was so there's, a, there's a narrator telling you what's happening. So it starts with his family having a run up the quayside in Newcastle, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and they're walking up a bit that I used to. I used to live along there, and I used to run up this bit myself. Actually, um, mm-hmm. one thing I'll say at this point: I always knew Geordie Racer was about pigeons, but I can't yeah. remember the actual running part of it at all. No, not at I, all. I can't either. I remember the pigeon. I mean, the the Great North Run is an integral part of the story as well. Isn't yeah, it? but I but, can't uh, remember yeah, that I'm part same of it. You are. It starts with a brilliant song. <laughs> can't remember. Geordie Racer. Geordie Racer. And the shots of people doing the Great North Run, which would have been well, like four or five years old at that point, like my dad would have mm-hmm. been doing it then, going over the yeah. time bridge. And I'm thinking, why are they showing that? And then it yeah. says, yeah, pounding the streets. And I'm like, why is he talking about all this? Why is this about running? I thought it was about budget. And then there's what about Blue Flash? <laughs> Where's Blue Flash in this? <laughs> so I, I didn't think it was about running, but it starts with a shot of the family, sister, mom, and dad running up the, this bit of the quayside in Newcastle, um, past mm-hmm. one of the old churches. And uh, the dad's Kevin Waitley. Uh, of our videos pet, and he looks absolutely fucked when he's <laughs> running, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. It's like he's actually ran 
the end. He's rather get another one already. He's fucked. He can't get up that hill. And presumably, he has, he's puggered. He's presumably he hasn't run for very far. Yeah, he must have just come off Alveda's impet, and he must. Have, he's had far too many of them little bottles, hasn't he? In Germany with he's had the lads. Signs in Germany. He has. He's uh, that I that do. time when he was working in the Indian place has just done him, hasn't it? <laughs> Um, took everything out of her. The white is, oh, Nev. The, the mom is Kevin Whitley's actual wife. It actress, is a uh-huh. actress, actually, obviously in her own right. And the daughter, uh-huh. I can't remember much about the daughter to be honest. Uh, but I remember the, fancying her as a kid, uh, even a kid, you I know, in that. junior school. I remember okay. quite fancying her. So one thing that people won't remember now, like that are younger than us maybe, is that when you're at mm-hmm. school once a week, you went into a room we had like a library yeah. room, and somebody mm-hmm. wheeled in a massive telly and put on yeah. like one of these shows if it was it this did. there was sometimes there were like proper educational stuff like documentaries about Vikings and stuff like that, but yeah. if it was this, it was amazing because you were getting it to was watch telly, like, t- telly time wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. That's the thing and I mean, kids now will have laptops and all kinds of shit, won't they? But we used yeah. to have a telly. But and I, and I also, we didn't had, have computers at school, did we? I had the greatest... Well, we did because we had the BBCs, which we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. But I had the greatest job ever. And I was the person that wheeled the television into that room. Amazing. I was you would have been like a hero. <laughs> I was. I'm sure it was me and my, me, my friend, uh, Nathan Whale. Okay. Uh, Wheelie, we were the TV monitors. That was our job, <laughs> which meant uh, that we had a mess assembly and stuff, <laughs> and we had to set up the television ready for these type of things. Jordy Racer, and the boy from space. So it was a good job. That's probably the best job I've ever had. I would say. <laughs> Did you almost get <laughs> sacked from that one? No, no, I didn't at all. <laughs> I, 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 I excelled in that particular uh, <laughs> vacation, but. Um, <laughs> The other thing, didn't it come with a, like a record or something as well? Didn't you you listen to a record? I'm sure oh, there was a, a record that. with it as well. Well, I would love a record of the actual song. I'd also yeah. love a record of the Tomorrow People soundtrack because that sounds fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, I. But I can't remember the record. But anyway, yeah, so back to what went on in the show. Uh-huh. They're going running. They've run back along the quayside and they run past um, Spuggy. And his dog, Plod. Um, yeah. And do they mention that he's part of that family at this point? Because I don't think they do. Well, it's, it's his mom, dad, and calf, doesn't it? So he, you I just suppose, I, Yeah, I suppose you yeah. can work out that he is. But I didn't. So <laughs> he, they run past him. <laughs> and he's like, he's, I don't know, he's like 10 or something. But he acts like he's about 40, 50, 60-year-old. He's like, what? <laughs> Out running again, are yous? Oh, not for me, that man. I'm just going to gun him. <laughs> I'm going to give the dog a biscuit I... and I'm going to put the radio on. Yeah, so they go off running and he's like rolling his eyes at them, fucking <laughs> training for the Great North Run. The voiceover is like, Spuggy doesn't care for running. In fact, he doesn't see the point in it. <laughs> He follows him home, <laughs> and he goes home. Doesn't say the point. He's got a, uh, yeah. his own key. Let himself. I think he's in the biker wall, uh, where he's uh-huh. living. Let himself uh-huh. in. 
switches the telly, gets a couple of biscuits, which are like... Yeah, out the biscuit tin. Honestly, I'm absolutely pissing myself laughing at this when I'm watching <laughs> it. He walks in, a uh-huh. couple of biscuits out the biscuit tin, puts the telly on, uh-huh. and the news is on. On Sunday, uh-huh. the Great North Run will take over Newcastle. It'll start in uh, the town centre and finish in South mm-hmm. Shields. And he's like, uh-huh. fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Switches it off, rolls his eyes again, puts uh-huh. the radio on. People are out in their droves training for the Great North Run this weekend. And he's like, oh, fucking running, man. It's fucking shite. <laughs> Get this shit off. Everywhere I'm sick of this. <laughs> How ye dog, do you want to come to the allotment? <laughs> <laughs> and it's at this point he says, "Different let mom now." No, this is this. pretty stereotypical. <laughs> this is pretty stereotypical kind of stuff, actually, isn't it? Because I've got uh, relatives who uh, live in Aberdeen, and uh, my cousin was up for the weekend, and he, he said he, he told his teacher where he was going, um, and his teacher went, "Oh, is that the place where they've all got flat caps and the race pigeons?" So uh, not that, that was the kind of. <laughs> Certainly not boys of how old Spuggy supposed to be? Eight or something? I yeah, don't he know. must be about ten, I suppose. But yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> so if Spuggy, we find it's not out... many kids I know have got pigeons. Like, I mean, who they, who they think? Oh, Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? It's only Mike Tyson who has pigeons in it. But yeah, so it turns out he doesn't like running, but instead he goes to an allotment and he's a pigeon fancier, uh-huh. and he's got a racing uh-huh. pigeon called Blue Flash. Uh, yeah. uh, is about to enter into a race at the weekend, the same weekend as the Great North Run. And he uh-huh. um, meets up with his little friend, Jenny mm-hmm. Chung, Jenny Young. Jen- yeah, it's Jenny, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, who's uh, an, an, an She's also got a very thick Geordie accent, hasn't she? Yeah, she's got I, a very I think, thick Geordie accent. I think the show's done that on purpose, because obviously she's, she's like a British Asian lass, and it, I'm sure this was an attempt at showing different diverse uh, yeah. ethnicities within the Northeast, which yeah. is great, which is good. But mm-hmm. her accent is like, here, <laughs> are we going down to the allotment to have a look at this pigeon or what, man? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> How do these pigeons get back in that, uh, man? I love, I love that bit. Um, and he just goes, ah, different now. Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm pretty, sure some, does. I'm pretty sure some people know how it works. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Maybe they, I don't think. Oh, do you know? Nobody knows, Cliff. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they've, they've, uh, he's got a good pigeon, hasn't he? The Spuggy. But there's, yeah. there's also a, another guy who they meet uh, in the Granger Market, I think. Yeah. So they go to the Granger Market, the indoor market yeah. in Newcastle, which is a Victorian indoor market, which I love now. It's got some mm-hmm. great places to get food from. Very diverse Indian street food, pizza slices, fucking Asian dumplings, all fucking kinds Asian. of shit. You've still got your um, the old butchers and the old fruit shops and veg shops and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheese shops, bakeries, greasy spoon cafes. I absolutely love it. I used to go with me nana every weekend when I was a kid and I used to fucking hate it when I was a kid. <laughs> Absolutely uh-huh. hate it. I used to be uh, scared of it. Well. It was dark. Mm-hmm. There was like sawdust on the floor. It was, it was filthy. There was what two yeah. reasons I liked it. There was a comic shop 
well, three reasons. We yep. used to go for a fry-up. That was good. <laughs> there was a comic <laughs> shop and there was like a record shop where I used to get... Uh, well, when I was Wasn't there a toy the... one as well with like He-Man uh, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, there was a toy one as well. But I used to be scared yeah. of it because when we were kids, I think we used to, I, you know, across the road was Phoenix, the big department store where you... I mean, yeah. that was like... Talk about when we were talking about big. The, yeah. Yeah. The toy shop there, that's what Phoenix was like when we were a kid. It was, and then yeah. This, like, then you went from that to this mm-hmm. scruffy, sawdust Victorian it was, it was. It was an intimidating kind of place, wasn't it? It was a strange kind of place, really. And it's still, when you go in, I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually been in for a, a good few years, but the last time I was in, unfortunately, it, it wasn't quite as bustling and as busy as it certainly is in Geordie Race. I mean, yeah, everything I was full, up, wasn't it? I think it's picked it's, up. Is now. it picked up? Is when it? I lived in well, Newcastle, not now it wouldn't. Well, not no, now, not right. <laughs> but no, when I lived in Newcastle, I used to go there for my fruit and veg and to the butchers and stuff. So I think more mm-hmm. people went back to it again. Um, there were some great shops in there, yeah. and it was cheaper. You know, yeah. cheaper than going to the supermarket or whatever. And you're getting uh-huh. stuff off like local people. It was good. Used to like it. Yeah. Anyway, so well, they go there. It's, hold on, hold on, because it's certainly very, very cheap. I don't know if you noticed this, but they, they go to Greg's for a stotty, don't yes. they? A stotty sandwich. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed the prices uh, at Greg's were, were rather cheap at that time. I think they get an egg mayonnaise stotty, which is a massive sandwich for 40 pence. In fact, yeah, all of the yeah. sandwiches were 40 pence. Oh, yeah, remember things being that price you know like it's i don't know what that is now i think when i was still living at home it's probably about 180 for that something like that uh-huh. for anyway stotties are great people always ask what they yeah. are but they're brilliant flat bread they're called yeah. i think they're called that because they used to stop them off the floor which means right. like throw them off the floor and hit them off the floor if you stop something in it so they're flatten. So they go wide and flat. And then you put yeah. them in the bottom of, I think traditionally, they went in, because the, they were flat, they could fit in the bottom of the oven while you were cooking something else. Right, I see. Uh-huh. I think that's how they were made anyway. Bit of history. Well, Stotties are good. Bit of Northeast history. Stotties are very yes. good, eh? So oh. I remember in Greg's once in Shields, I think it must mm-hmm. be when we were at college, standing in the queue waiting for our pasties or sandwiches or whatever. And this fella came in front, like what he was one of the notable tramps of Shields. And uh-huh. uh, he was in front of us and he picked up a sandwich and I put it in his pocket to steal. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. turned around to me and he winked at us and he went and he opened his inside of his coat and he had a picture <laughs> of a pigeon in the inside of his coat. And he went, just getting this for my bird and then walked out. Can <laughs> <laughs> you, you say to that? <laughs> Well, it's just adding to the stereotype of the Northeast Pigeon <laughs> fancying people, isn't it? We even got the pictures of them inside what coats, cliffs. So yeah, yeah, well done there. So he meets up with Baz. He bumps into Baz, sorry, in the shop, doesn't yeah. he? And Baz oh. is like a 40-year-old bloke. And mm-hmm. Baz is like, well, you're entering the race on Saturday, are you? And uh-huh. he's like, yeah, and you better be prepared to uh, lose in that. You better, because I've got the uh, perfect lady, and she's better than Blue Flash, so uh, you better watch out. <laughs> better watch it, mate. <laughs> Doesn't say that, does he? It's less aggressive than that, but it's still funny. It is funny, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's what happens in the in the first one and stuff, but uh, did you read what happens, like, throughout 
the the sort of the well, arc of the the whole thing. I remember that it ends up they get em- him and Jenny. I think she's called Jenny. I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, but they end up embroiled in some kind of criminal uh, yeah. wrongdoings, don't they? So what they I was going to say because it gets onto that a little bit, but before there's a break, mm-hmm. and in the break, so talk about that swine. Yeah, let's talk. Last. About so in the break, because <laughs> it goes back to the show where you do your learning and stuff, and. Yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned is Look and Reed had a thing called Wordy, which was like a floating head with arms that had letters yeah. all over him. That uh-huh. had, it's a strange voice, isn't it? Like I, it, it is a strange voice, and I was someone put on uh, Twitter that was a terrifying creature as well. <laughs> I can't remember that, got, like <laughs> being frightened of it, but long thin black arms, and yeah, it's just a floating head with these arms, um, and it's, it's got letters sort of. It, no, it's, it's got like letters a, tattooed on its head, hasn't it? <laughs> and he's going, oh, and welcome back. We'll be back to Geordie Racer in a little bit, but we'll mm-hmm. explain a little bit more about Geordie stuff. Here is radio DJ Mickey Stone. We're at BBC yeah. Radio Newcastle, and we're going to talk to him. Anyway, so uh-huh. Wordy is voiced by a Canadian fella. Um, right. I didn't write his name down. Oh, No, it was written by a Canadian fella. Um, sorry, voiced by him, and uh, <laughs> he claims to be a descendant of uh, Admiral Collingwood, the, who's a, a northeast uh, legend mm-hmm. um, who helped win yeah. the Battle of Trafalgar. <laughs> but apparently, mm-hmm. it's total bullshit. Like, uh, the, <laughs> I was reading the stuff about it, and he said there is no proof of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why would you? Say, the why narrator. would you do that, though? I don't know are why you would you that up. Um, I don't know. Are you related to any historical figures, Cliff? Probably. Yep. Probably. <laughs> any of the ones that they've recently pulled down, the statues? Or? Uh, well, there's Clifford Castle in York. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really know what, what uh, I presume as King Clifford did. Uh, <laughs> so, right. I mean, we'll find out if it's nothing, if it's unsavory. Like uh, uh-huh. what Mickey Stone gets up to, then I'll distance myself from that. But if he's a hero, I'll uh, I'll go and claim was, the castle as my own. Was was the suffragette called uh, Davidson who threw herself in front of the horse? I think I'm related to her. Then was it Mary Davidson? Maybe. No, the f- we'll have to find out. About I don't that. know. I'm I sure there was a suffragette by the name of Dave Davidson. Anyway, I so. thought it was Eleanor. Um, I thought your mom was named after her first name. Uh, no, no. No, I don't think it was Emily Pankhurst is the main one, obviously. Yeah, but there was another one as well, I think, well, called she's Davidson. A, she's a far second in the list of famous <laughs> suffragettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, the narrator, we talked about the guy saying the family are outrunning. That's a guy called Sean Barrett. Did you read anything about uh, him? Because there's another good music fact about this fella. Sean Barrett? No, I didn't read anything about him. I've, I've got. A little bit on your man, Mickey Stone, um, well, which is probably um, the same as you. Yeah, well, so Sean Barrett, the narrator, uh-huh. is um, on the cover of the single How Soon Is Now by the Smiths as a child actor. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. You know how all the Smith singles used to be like these 1950s kind of yeah. men or women or homoerotic or kids and stuff like that? Um, mm-hmm. So he's in a film called Dunkirk as a child actor, and um, yeah, he's uh, right. a, an image of him from that film is what's on the cover of that single. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, cool. That's good, isn't it? Mickey Stone, yep. on the other hand. Pa, pa, pa. Oh, no so way. Mickey Stone is the radio DJ that comes in and explains a little bit about Geordies and how the radio mm-hmm. works. Um, he's not actually called Mickey Stone, is he? He is mm-hmm. a man called Peter Powell. Peter Rowell. Peter Rowell. Rowell. Who yep. was a radio DJ from Sunderland mm-hmm. um, and is now a convicted sex offender. Very unsavory yeah. man. Um, very unsavory character, yes. So that was a bit. Yeah. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of that stuff going around at the moment. Obviously, like the faulty talent and stuff. And it, and it, mm-hmm. I think it's fair enough. Um, some stuff that people got away with in the past, they probably shouldn't uh-huh. have. And yeah. now it it should be called out. It's not acceptable. Uh-huh. Um, He's not on any of the Geordie Racer stuff, isn't it? So if this, if they actually wanted to, they could cut all of that out and mm-hmm. just have the Geordie Racer mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, he's not Which in probably that should do anyway, shouldn't they? They should probably do that anyway. But he also did something else while he was working for a radio station, this uh, this fella, this Peter Rowell. Did you read what he did with Princess Diana? <laughs> yeah, I did. Which is, <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, uh, it is. I, 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 I mean, it's obviously it's, uh, the kind of guy he was. He's, yeah, he's obviously it's a massive of asshole, wasn't indicative he? Indicative of... We've had in the last however many years big TV stars who've uh-huh. turns out they were horrible, horrible men and they've done some awful stuff. Yeah. And uh-huh. they got away with it because there were big stars and there's a wall of silence around it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like some awful stuffs happened. Too many people got hurt. Too many people were victims of these people. Mm-hmm. But just think about it. It it wasn't just those guys. This is a guy who presented on fucking like radio. He's weird. like a minor celebrity, yeah. isn't he? A radio he's not weird. A, yeah, so he's think not about a big it. It's star. gone from Radio One DJs who present top of the pops and are on like uh-huh. celebrities to yeah, who were like big this, stars who are still uh-huh. doing it. Imagine mm-hmm. all the levels in between that, and this is happening all the time. It's it's not it doesn't worth thinking, thinking about, about really, really doesn't it? No, it's, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. So yeah, like so what he said about Princess Diana. Hold on, because <laughs> like you've said, there's a lot of that stuff sort of going on now as well, isn't there? There's, there's a lot of people looking to the past, and obviously I agree with getting rid of statues of slave traders and all this shit. But Winston Churchill, I'm not too sure about that. The man was. You know, I did say and do racist things, um, but because he had an empire to sort of run, didn't he? I mean, even Abraham Lincoln was racist at the, at the start of his life. So you're going to tear down sort of, you know, statues of Abraham Lincoln. I don't think that's going to happen. Put a I think JFK's, <laughs> JFK's family and stuff like that, they had slaves, didn't they? That's how they made the money. So well, yeah, I mean, it's, how it's, far it's, back it's, are you going to go? Well, I think the thing is, it's, all of Western white history is kind of built on this, isn't it? All the powerful uh-huh. people that and the powerful families that still exist are built uh-huh. on this kind of behavior and, and, and the stuff that happened in the past. I don't necessarily think people are trying to erase, and I don't think any of the activists would like to erase it because I think they want people to fucking acknowledge it. Well, you want to learn from happened. it, don't you? That's the um, thing. You want to learn well, from I mean, the things that being made. If people are upset because Little Britain has been taken off fucking Netflix, then mm-hmm. just go to like any charity shop in the country. There's fucking millions of <laughs> DVDs lying around. If you're that desperate to see it, like you can uh-huh. still see it, like whatever. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Where do you stop? I, th- I exactly, think you, yeah. 
you don't need to burn the books. You don't need to burn Mark Twain books because of that mm-hmm. words in it. Should they be? Should it be on the curricula now? Maybe not. Should you print new versions of it? Maybe not. But don't destroy no. the ones that exist. Like uh-huh. you know, there's there's like you say, it's, where do you stop? With it's it? a difficult thing to think about, isn't it? When you you're talking about you know, well, like you all the saying there, Mark Twain books and. You know, well, he's a fucking giant like of, of American literature, isn't he? But again, is mm-hmm. that indicative of the way the narrative's gone in mm-hmm. that country and who's celebrated and who's denigrated yeah. or whatever? Like, yeah, probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to say, but now's the other, time to change. Now's the time to change that, isn't it? Not, not to destroy. Yeah, and I think you know it's right if you think about what you learn about at school. I mean, one thing that living out here has taught me. You don't learn about the British Empire at school. You don't learn about mm-hmm. what effect it had on the places. You learn that there was a British Empire and these are the yeah. countries that were in it. And mm-hmm. then these are the years that it stopped being part of it. But what mm-hmm. you don't learn about is how that came into force, what happened over those years it was part of it, and then what happened in the fallout after it stopped. And yeah, they were hideous bastards, weren't they? What I've I mean, learned from being here, you meet people from these countries who the knock-on effects are still going now. There's some, uh-huh. you know, some people are like, yeah, well, of course, like, you fucking give us tea and railways and shit like that, and that's good. I mean, uh-huh. okay. And there's other people going, yeah, but you also fucking enslaved people. You yeah. made this class system that meant that the people that I'm from ended up being mm-hmm. lower class for no reason other than you decided these are the guys we want to give power to. And these are the mm-hmm. guys that will work for you. So it's very, very complicated, but you don't learn about that stuff at school at all. You don't yeah. learn about black history in school. You don't even mm-hmm. learn about women's history in school, suffragettes mm-hmm. and stuff like that, really. You touch on it. Mm-hmm. You do a lesson yeah. on it. Like, You're right. You're right. And it's, 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 it's wrong. When it comes to religious completely. education and history and geography mm-hmm. and, and literature and all of these things, people in positions of power and societies that are in positions of power opened up the education and the minds of the next generation of people to learn more about the reality of how the world works and you're right about the education i mean you have to almost educate yourself about these type of things don't you i think people have got a conscious choice to make now and, and that choice is we can either be on separate sides of an argument or we can make the choice to go on together. I think, I, I think to, to go on together is, is the way. That is the way. I agree. Like you're saying with education and stuff like that, we should be, we should be taught in schools about you know, the British Empire, um, about you know, the slave trade and stuff like that. We should, and we're not. It's almost like you've got to learn about these things for yourself. And, and that sort of, you know, it makes people angry. Yeah, you know, it's already too late, hidden. I think. Yeah. That's hidden. It's, it's brushed under the carpet somewhat. Like, I, I, in this last week, the actions and words of a fucking young man who's a footballer, Marcus Rashford, have outstripped most of what any politician or person in power has done, Labour, Tory or otherwise, for years, years. And 
footballers being one of the most targeted group of people and were targeted at the beginning of all of this by the Tory government mm-hmm. to say, well, footballers need to do a bit more, don't they? Well, yeah. they're not the people in power, nobeds. You are. You're the people who need to do more <laughs> for people in this country, not young yeah. lads who do earn money for a living that is of no... They didn't decide that they should get that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And also... Who's to say that they don't do loads of stuff with their money mm-hmm. to poor people and well, do humanitarian Marcus, stuff? Marcus Rashford did a, a very simple thing, and and you know, that and that was the right thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It, it wasn't complicated. It, it 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 didn't have ulterior motives about <laughs> exactly what he did. He just he just it was the right thing to do. We don't have people in power in England or America, and I'm sure many, many countries around the world who want to do the right thing. Well, anyway, Jordy Reid, that was good, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it's good, eh? So wait, where did we get on to that? Like, I don't know, but I think we should end it there because, you know, where can we go from that? Right, everyone, <laughs> I got a bit randy at the end, but, you know, there's important shit going on, so... There is, yes. Hell, we've got to talk about it. We can't ignore it. Um, no, what should we like to talk it. about daft stuff? Um, uh-huh. I don't even think we've we've ended talking about Geordie Race. I really have. We? We did, I don't did, have we, anything else to say uh, <laughs> on my notes. I've got nothing else to say. Oh, the, the one right. bit. That's what I was going to say. So after they get their stotties, um, mm-hmm. you go, "Where we're going to eat these?" And he goes, "Well, we've got to get a good spot." And they go and sit <laughs> by a load of bins. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, a good spot, and they go and sit by a load of bins and rubbish, which yeah. obviously is not a good spot, but does mean that a sinister man can come and pick up a bag, and they go, oh, he only picked up one bag. That's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, and what the, you're right about that because I wrote that down as well, and and basically what it is, he's part of Baz's sort of criminal empire, the thieves and the stealing paintings or whatever, and mm-hmm. Spuggy's got a sort of turn detective and, and sort of tattletale on them. Um, yeah. Right, okay. Well, we'll think about what we're going to talk about next week. I, I'm sure we had a plan, but fuck knows what happened to that. Um, uh-huh. So until next time, see you later, listeners. See you later, Brett. Follow us on Twitter, F Circus Pod. Follow us on Instagram, because there's some pictures and that gone up on there. And um, Facebook, if you search for the name of the podcast, you can find us and have a bit chat about what we're talking about and stuff like that. Thank See you. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.